In the name of God. Good morning. I'd like to add my personal words of welcome, and on behalf of all the Episcopalians in the room, we extend our warmest welcome to our United Church of Christ brothers and sisters who are a part of this service with us today. I'm particularly honored to share this service with my friend and colleague, the Reverend John Deckenbach. We are so happy to be united in ministry and in celebration this morning. My mother and I um, had this ritual um, that started uh, when I began to have a household of my own and she came to visit me as opposed to the other way around when I would go home to visit her. And near the end of our visit, often in the car on the way to the airport or the train station, she would turn to me and say, what in your life would you like me to pray for between now and the next time we meet? I confess to you there were some years when that was a very awkward question for me to ponder with her because I wasn't sure at certain times in my life if I wanted to share with my mother the issues I needed her prayers for. And we also realized over time that that was too important a conversation to begin as we were saying goodbye. And so we resolved that we would have that conversation more at the beginning of our visits rather than as we were uh, preparing to take our leave. And so I, I'd like you with that with that entree to think about the important conversations we have with one another, and in particular, how we are prompted or moved to have them just as we're about to say goodbye. We have been pondering, those of us who follow the lectionary of the church on Sunday mornings in this Easter season, we've been pondering the words of Jesus that are written for us in the Gospel of John, where it's called the, the final discourse. He's at the Last Supper with his friends, and he is saying all the things that he wants them to remember after he's gone. And of course, so the scene for them is one of goodbye, but as we read them, and as we take them into our life, we, we can appreciate how both the inspiration that prompted the gospel to write those words and Jesus himself would have wanted them to be with us every day of our lives. And so as he says to them things such as, don't let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid, or peace be with you, my peace I give to you, Remember to love others as I have loved you. These aren't words that are meant to be, I mean, they're, they're his words to say in, in that context that are saying goodbye to his disciples, but as we live as his disciples, they are our daily companion and are meant to be assurances of his companionship with us as well. And so, if you, like me, end most of your phone calls with three words, 
that are I love you as a way to say goodbye to someone on the other end. They're also a reminder that the most important conversations we can begin are with those words as well. I love you. What would you like me to pray about in your life? And then the conversation that we're having today, which begins with the words, thank you. One of the most important conversations we can have with one another that begin with an acknowledgement of gratitude for the gifts and the sustained faithfulness of those around us whose lives and whose witness and whose daily attentiveness to the things that that person may take for granted but mean the world to us. Thank you. Those of you who are being honored today and in the context of a, of a service that honors a lifetime, really, of gratitude, this is meant to be the beginning, the beginning or maybe the interlude of a relationship that is marked by gratitude. Gratitude for you. Gratitude for the lives we are privileged to share with you. Gratitude for the ways your, your daily incarnation of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, whether it's noticed or not, is something that we lift before God and as a reminder to all of us. And so I hope and I trust that as we leave this service, we won't stop saying thank you, but we'll be reminded at every juncture that we can what a gift it is to say to another a simple word of thanks. I'd like to, I'd like to close with one final thought. Um, and it, it has to do with the mystery and the gift of longevity. Not everyone is blessed with the gift of years. You all have known people in your lives whose lives were taken too soon. I was thinking as we looked at the juxtaposition between our readings today, Jesus died a very young man as contrasted with Moses who was blessed with the gift of years. And I simply want to say to all of us who have been blessed with the gift of years and the ministries that are available to us in our eldership, in, our, in, our, in the time when we are, we are the ones others look to, that there is particular vocation that is ours to explore and to own. And part of it has to do with what we leave for those who come after. Part of it is in our example of how to live a life, as the psalmist wrote, that understands the, the rhythm of grace and loss 
we are the ones who know the desolate valleys. And we've lived through enough of them to know that at the end there are places of spring. We are the ones who have learned that for every yes that God says to us as we say our prayers, there is also many a no. And we have learned what it means to be faithful and to know and love God even when we are not given what we want or ask for but yet believe in God's faithfulness. We are the ones who knows what it feels like, as Jesus said in his Gospels, to store our treasures in heaven. Not necessarily because we were so smart about it, but because after you've lived long enough, you realize that the things that you think you could grasp onto in this world, we really can't. They're taken from us anyway. And so we learn that wisdom the hard way, as most wisdom is learned. The poet David White once said that at the end, you know, we're all going to have to give everything up, right? No matter if we cross over when we're 16 or when we're 86, we're all going to have to give everything up at the end. So why don't we start practicing now and just start giving things away? And there is something to that, I think. In our elder years, we learn how to live graciously and beautifully with the mystery of letting go. All of this is to say that your vocation is very much alive and with you, no matter where you are in life. And you and I have been given the gift of years. And God is with us to explore what our offering might be. And in the meantime, we say to one another, what can I pray about for you today? Peace be with you. Love as you have been loved. 